BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The Chicago Bulls had one of their most complete games last night against the Brooklyn Nets, a game in which they saw DeMar DeRozan shoot the ball really inefficiently, Zach Levine only scored 13 points, and in many ways the Bulls were led by Nikola Vucevic, who we played through primarily throughout the game, but also Patrick Williams, who led the Bulls in scoring, well, tying DeMar DeRozan, and Io DeSumo, who just led by pushing the pace, the Bulls' young players stepped up in a way to lead the team last night that they just haven't had very many opportunities to do so far in their careers. We're going to talk about that, plus Alice Caruso and Andre Drummond, what's going on with those guys, and some wild trade ideas from NBC Chicago. We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I'm the host here, Hayes, one of the hosts here. No, I'm the host here. You can follow me at CEO Hayes right at the top of the show. But the Chicago Bulls defeated the Brooklyn Nets last night in a fun game, a game that was just an enjoyable game to watch, not just because the Bulls won the game, because it was just a good brand of basketball that the Bulls were putting forth and playing. Every starter scoring in double digits. Every player that checked into the game, except for Alice Caruso, no, even Alice Caruso only played three minutes, registering a point. The Bulls moved the ball around, rebounded the ball very efficiently, forcing the Brooklyn Nets to only have five offensive rebounds over the course of the game, led the, led the game in rebounding, out-rebounded the Brooklyn Nets by 12, had seven blocks in this game, seven steals, the Bulls balled out, and they were focused on both sides of the ball, not only just defensively being disruptors, getting in pass lanes, uh, forcing them to take difficult shots, but on top of that, just moving the ball around, having a very balanced offensive attack, whereas it wasn't just built around one player isolating going off. Were there, were there a little bit of doses of that? Yes. Are you going to get that in every NBA game? Yes, you're going to get some isolation ball. Now, we'll talk about how successful DeMar DeRozan was or was not in those sections, but this team played very well. And I already know there are going to be some people who only look at box scores who come in and say, why did Zach Levine only have 13 points? Well, A, he did not score the ball, shoot the ball offensively. Only four for 11, but he only took 11 shots because he gave effort defensively. He distributed the ball well, set his teammates up nicely in that game. Again, playing some solid defense did Zach Levine impacting the game without needing to score a whole lot. But the story of this game and where a lot of Bulls content creators are going to talk about 
is the aggressive from Patrick Williams and how it was evident since the start of this game. Patrick Williams only eight shots, but getting to the free throw line seven times, getting 22 points, having seven rebounds, two assists, two blocks. I'm sorry, two steals. Patrick Williams played one of his most complete games as a starter for for in the NBA. And and it was and it was beautiful to see because it shows you what Patrick Williams can do when you make sure you get him touches, when you involve him in the offensive flow of the game, when you do not allow him to just sit on that three-point line and just kind of be a spectator at times. That's what was important from Patrick Williams. And then I would assume would have flipped that, pushing the pace when he got it making great defensive plays, having a block on Kevin Durant that was just bananas, and he should have had another one, but I think they called it for a foul, um, and I think that one was on Kyrie Irving, but also seven rebounds from Ayo Desumu, uh, one, one assist, two steals, one block, only two turnovers from Ayo Desumu, and that was another story in this game from the Chicago Bulls. While they did have 15 turnovers on the game, which is a bit high, when they needed to uh, hold on to the ball a little bit better, they did so very well. This is... And, and it's funny how, like, when you really look at the Bulls' recent stretch, and yes, the two losses of the Cleveland Cavaliers suck, and both of those losses came behind um, really just difficult overall, uh, well, not difficult, but bad officiating calls down the stretch of those games. If you take those two wins away, right, I mean, two losses away and turn those into wins, and the, also the Bulls just don't shit the bed when it came to um, – the, the Houston Rockets game, the Bulls could very well be on a nine-game winning streak right now. And this is why I say the Bulls have improved their level of play to a degree. There's still some of the things that will cause them to lose in this game as, uh, as well. The five-minute scoring drought to start the second half, it usually kills the Bulls, especially against a team like the Brooklyn Nets that can just fire it up in, in short periods of time. But I do like the way that the Bulls adjusted to Kevin Durant in the second half of this game as well. Kevin Durant, who still went off for 44 points, but they defended him and made things a lot more difficult for him down the stretch of that game. Kyrie Irving, 24 shots to get 25 points. That's the kind of defense that you need to play on Kyrie Irving. And then they basically contained everybody else. Um, Seth Curry off the bench did have 22 points. He was 6 for 7 from the three-point line. You kind of expected one player to go off. And then Nick Claxton as well with 11 points, but a lot of his points were kind of setups from other players. But outside of that, the Bulls really did defend this game well, and they defended consistently throughout the game. Had a level of focus and a, and a defensive scheme and plan that they stuck to and that we found some success in. Now, with Patrick Williams' aggressive scoring, like I said, hopefully this wakes some people up to just what Patrick Williams can be when you actually run some things through him. Am I saying all of a sudden now the Bulls just need to run things through Patrick Williams. No, he needs to earn that with his continued play. But when he give you, gives you games like this, you have to reward it by including him in the offense a little bit more. Io pushing the pace and Io's defense set the tone a lot in this game. And then as well, another one of our, our young players, Kobe White, really kind of set the tone on, off the bench, especially after Alos Caruso went down, which we'll get into here in a second. But even Derrick Jones Jr. chipping in, understanding his role, coming in, bringing that energy, getting a block shot, Within the first, like, 30 seconds of him checking into the game, scoring the ball efficiently, DeMar DeRozan missed him on a couple of what would what should have been wide-open alleys. But, you know, all that being aside, Derrick Jones Jr. having a, a good impact for the Chicago Bulls as well in this game. And Goran Dragic, we already know. Goran only six points, but a positive plus-minus of plus nine, uh, the second highest on the team. That's the impact that Goran Dragic has. Now, a player that I kind of overlooked and I want to talk about, I touched on a little bit, is Nikola Vucevic. Again, being one of our most consistent players this season. This is why for Bulls fans are saying, let's trade Vooch. No, let's better utilize Vooch. Vooch 
this the the way that the Bulls do not go to him consistently down low and let him. He's one of the highest IQ players we have on this team. Getting Patrick Williams on open uh, three pointers uh, a time or two, catching players on the drive. Like he when he has the ball in his hands, he makes the right decisions. Twenty one points, thirteen rebounds from him, three assists, two blocks from Nikola Vucevic as well in this game. Again, the balanced attack. When you look at Iowa with 17, Zach with 13, Vooch with 21, DeMar and Patrick Williams with 22 each, Kobe White chipping off the bench. This was one of the first games in which our young players, the players that could be part of this young core going forward into the future, really led the way and set the tone in many ways. Now, Settle's going to talk a little bit about DeMar DeRozan. I do want to get into him as a player. Um, 8 for 20 in this game, not the most efficient shooting night. He did chip in 22 points, and he did go uh, have 6 points in a row at a time where we definitely needed it. Seven rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block. Now, here's what I will say about DeMar DeRozan. There were times when he did have the ball in his hands, and you could tell definitely by DeMar that he was going to try to score no matter what. He puts his head down. He does that size-up move when nobody's in front of him, and you just know he's going to try to score the ball. Didn't shoot the ball too efficiently today, but I will say when we needed buckets, he was involved in us getting buckets. And I do like Billy Donovan and the way that he staggers Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan in this game, even though, like I said, Zach didn't have the biggest scoring output. But overall, this team played well in this game. And this is, brings so much more of that frustration that Bulls fans have of, why are we not getting this consistently from the team? The team right now, 6-1 and one against the top three teams in the, in the Eastern Conference, which is wild to think. And then I think they're like 9-1 and one against uh, a combination of teams that are, that are towards the top. Definitely not the Cleveland Cavaliers. But the Bulls team is showing up against a better competition. They just need to make this a consistent effort, even against the stop playing. You have not earned the right to play down to any team in this league. Now, one of the two of the uh, other things in this game, Alex Caruso goes down in the first quarter with a sprained ankle, leaving uh, did not return in the game, leaving his uh, if he's going to play against the Philadelphia 76ers in question. We'll see what happens to that. Uh, uh, when you roll an ankle, it can be pretty severe. Um, it can look like it's not much, and then you wake up the next morning and your ankle's really swollen. So we'll see what goes on with Alex Caruso if he's going to be available in that Philly game. Andre Drummond did not register a single minute in this game. And Billy Donovan talked about this in the post game, saying that uh, it was because of matchup reasons, which when you look. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Look at how small um, the Brooklyn Nets front court really is. It, and, and Derrick Jones Jr. wasn't really completely outsized. He gave us some really good quality minutes. Okay, I can play into that. 
But then he also says that Andre Drummond's shoulder was still bothering him some. So considering uh, we have a back-to-back Friday and Saturday, probably wanted to rest Andre Drummond to allow him that time uh, to really, because we're going to need him in the next two games. With the size and everything that we're going to have and the way that the next two uh, teams rebound when we face the Brooklyn Nets and the Utah Jazz, we're going to need Andre Drummond in those games. So makes sense. Again, but, you know, Drummond's minute thing has been a little bit weird all this season. But there you go. That was the explanation for that. Now, before we go, I do want to talk about there was uh, an article from NBC Sports Chicago in which they put forth um, potential Chicago Bull trade ideas. Now, they have a tier of these. Some minor deals, some major ones. I'm not going to talk about every single one of the deals here. But if you do want to hear about it, you can find it. I'll put the link in the description. But they presented 11 trades. We're going to talk about a few of them here. The first one, they label this one the retool, and that's trading DeMar DeRozan for Kyle Kuzma and Monte Morris. Now, while I don't mind this trade at all, it brings a position of need. When you when you look at need some more size, need some more shooting, Kyle Kuzma can do both those things, having one of the best uh, years of his career. It would also allow Patrick Williams to move back to the three, where it's a lot of Bulls fans want to see Patrick Williams back at that three. While I don't necessarily think this, this is a realistic trade, um, it's not one that I necessarily hate. Right. I don't hate you look at the Washington Wizards then on their side. One of the things that I always like to talk about when it comes to these trade scenarios is how does it benefit the other team? You then look at the trio that then the Washington Wizards would have in Bradley Bill, Chris Stops and DeMar DeRozan. Very potent offensive team as well. Is there enough touches to go around there? I guess that's that's one of the biggest questions. But considering DeMar's played with Zach the last season and a half. Maybe something there. Again, not a deal that I'm that they're not even presenting as a likely deal. These are just trade ideas and scenarios. I want to hear your guys' thought on. The next one is trading Nikola Vucevic for Derek um uh, for Derek Rose and Isaiah Hartenstein from the New York Knicks. Now, while I was a very big proponent on the Bulls signing Isaiah Hartenstein this off this offseason, and I know that a lot of Bulls fans have the idea of Derek Rose coming back and playing here. I'm outside of the fluff moves. I want to see moves that drastically help this team improve. And to me, Derrick Rose coming back, while it's a great story, he's going to sell a lot of jerseys, he's going to have a, a lot of feel-good moments, I don't want that to be something that distracts us from this team needing to make considerable improvements to actually be more of a contending team. Now, Isaiah Hardenstein, who is a advanced analytics darling when you just look at his impact and how the advanced analytics love him and his style of play, hasn't really had the impact on the New York Knicks, but he hasn't really been given the opportunity to either. But you look at Isaiah Hardenstein, much uh, lesser contract than Nikola Vucevic, Derrick Rose is also a free agent at the end of this year, which could play into the Bulls re-signing I.O. or doing some more creative things, maybe even giving the Bulls a chance at that point to re-sign Javante Green, who I do think may not come back just because of the money he's going to get on the open market. Isaiah Hardenstein, 24 years old, fits that timeline a little bit better of the young players kind of learning together, bonding together. Again, not a trade that I necessarily says that it says to me that it, it drastically improves the Chicago Bulls in any meaningful way, um, in my opinion. So, you know, there were that's where we have there. This next one, though, this is called the tearing it down trade um, in this article from NBC Sports. And that is the Bulls trading Zach Levine and Alex Caruso to the Was- to the uh, Golden State Warriors. Nikola Vucevic and Draymond Green would be going to the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Chicago Bulls will receive Russell Westbrook, James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, Max Christie, the Lakers' first-round pick in 2029, and a second-round pick in 2027. Um, I don't like this deal at all. Like, And that's not because it involves Zach and Vooch, not at all because of that. But this deal really doesn't do This is literally the let's-go-into-full-rebuild-mode trade. And I don't necessarily like that. Wiseman has a lot of upside, but to me, he's not a player that I'd be willing to part ways with Zach Levine to get and, and Russell Westbrook. 
Surely not. And then even the Lakers 2029 pick, with the way that the Lakers going, that could be the first overall pick because things just don't seem to go right for the Lakers right now. But I really, I just don't like that. I don't like that deal. I think everybody says no to that deal, in my opinion. I don't like that deal at all. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Um, But yeah, and then this next deal that we're going to talk about, this one is with the Pacers. So they say send Nikola Vucevic, Kobe White, and the Portland first round pick uh, to, to the Pacers for Miles Turner, Chris Duarte, and the Spurs 2023 second round pick. Now, I do like this deal as far as the players involved. Now, keep in mind, the Bulls, no matter if, even if they do trade for a second round pick, the next available second round pick, we lose because of the Lonzo Ball tampering case. So, in this case, we would we would trade and get a second round pick, but we'd basically be giving that right up back to the NBA. So, it's Miles Turner, Chris Duarte in this one. While I like Chris Duarte as a bench piece, and Miles Turner having a great year for the Indiana Pacers this season, um, and while he is a, a defensive upgrade and a better shooter than Nikola Vucevic, he's not at all the passer that Nikola Vucevic is. But again, you don't get to try to do new things if you don't, if you're too afraid to crack a couple of eggs. This is a deal where, as if this were to happen, if this was the deal that, that were to happen, I wouldn't hate. I'd be able to talk myself into this right now. One of the things that I, I don't like about this trade, as well as the Vooch, because you already know, I, w- I want to see Vooch utilized better, not necessarily sent away. But Kobe White and his improvement this season on, on every aspect of ball, except of shooting the ball, his career lows in shooting, and giving up a first-round pick for a second-round pick then that we also have to give up. There's, there's a lot of risk to this trade, more than what it seems like on paper. But if this trade was to work out, if you bring in Miles Turner and with his improved shooting over Nikola Vucevic, it adds more space to the team. And you you utilize Io and Patrick Williams more as passers to where you don't have to rely on Miles Turner kind of being a black hole at times. I could see this deal absolutely working. And this is a deal that I think a lot of Bulls fans immediately would appreciate and like. I just don't know if it's going to have necessarily the impact that some players, that some fans would want to have. But again, like I said, out of the trades that we've talked about, it's probably one of the better ones. It probably is one that addresses a lot of what the Bulls need, in my opinion. But again, not the perfect trade. But I don't think there's a perfect trade out there, to be 100% honest in this. It's not a perfect trade that automatically just fixes everything that the Bulls are going through. But this is one that I can say, color me intrigued. Color me intrigued in this one. Now, the last trade here is the one that I like the most, and it's also the one that's most unlikely to happen, and that is sending DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic to the the Suns for DeAndre Ayton, Jay Crowder, and Cam Johnson. Now, here's what I'll say on this. The players that the Bulls are receiving back in this trade is everything that the Bulls need. You get a younger starting center in DeAndre Ayton who has a lot of the same weaknesses and strengths as Nikola Vucevic, and I do think that if you bring him into a good culture, can rarely impact this team. You get Jay Crowder, who brings the goon mentality and the toughness that this team surely lacks at times. And you get a young power forward in Cam Johnson, who prior to his injury was having a great season, can also stretch the floor, rebound pretty well, brings in some chemistry already with the three players that are coming into this team. This would be the this would be the type of move that the Chicago Bulls make that it keeps kind of what they're doing already. It doesn't technically go full rebuild. It keeps going what they already had while getting younger and increasing that window for the Chicago Bulls. Really do like this trade. It's probably the best one out the bunch and and also one of the least realistic. Now, I say that, but there's an opportunity, opportunity that it could, this could be a deal that happens. And the reason why I say that, when you look at the Phoenix Suns, when you look at the issue with DeAndre Ayton, the fact that they kind of re-signed him because they had to, I do think this trade 
could have a possibility of happening. I do think the Bulls would have to include the Portland first-round pick and maybe a future first-rounder as well in, like, 2027. But this is a deal that I don't hate at all. Probably my best deal and my favorite deal out the bunch. But anyway, just wanted to do that. A little interesting thing. I know a lot of Bulls fans are really into trade mode right now. want to hear trade ideas. So let me know what you guys think on that one down below. But that is it for me for today. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and or voicemail for our weekend mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See Red, y'all, and peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.